Hey, I'm Sean, and I'm joined by one of my good friends in Gululego on a podcast we call Popping In. We dive deep into some of the hottest local and international TV shows. We bring you all the latest pop news. And catch up on some of the most exciting and sometimes embarrassing things happening in our lives. Welcome. Welcome. Good, good to, to have, have you on this journey. journey. Hello, you beautiful thing. Welcome to episode 7 of Popping In with Sean and Gululego. It's a Wednesday. You know what that means. Thank you for clicking that play button. We appreciate it. Nkuru Lego, how you doing? Mungani Wanga. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I'm good, yes. Mungani. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. I'm trying to be... It's Heritage Month, okay? I'm trying to be oh, getting yes. there all these languages that we have in this country. 11 of... I think every time we do an intro for the rest of this month, we need to try another language besides oh, English. Wow. I'm going to challenge myself to do the next one in Venda. Episode okay. eight, I'll do All the right. intro in Venda. <laughs> One of it. <laughs> no, just I'll at least greet all the first two sentences will be in Venda. Yeah, you know, I think we should call Hulisani to be part of this podcast the next oh, one. Oh, wow. She can take us we, through the intro. But I've got in-laws that are Venda, so I'm good. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, <laughs> my pay <bae> is Venda. <laughs> How are you doing, friend? How was your week? <laughs> My week has been very long. I feel like it's been a very long week because it was very hectic, like in terms of work and everything. But today felt even worse. Like it felt like literally a Monday because I had so much work to do. But um, it wasn't too bad. I think I've been at home for most of the week, so I didn't even go out at all except like to get groceries or whatever. But most of the time I've been indoors. Maybe I'll go out tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know where to start. I've had the worst week ever. Um, So I submitted an assignment at UNISA, right? Long time ago, I think like a month ago, I stayed up for that assignment, friend, like close to midnight, trying to finish it on the day that it is due. Mm-hmm. And then this morning, I receive a message from the department after my assignment has been marked, telling me that I got zero. Zero. Wow. So apparently, according to the tuition and learning policy, whether you get zero or not, they're going to provide you with feedback for your assignment. Okay. So I attach a declaration from a different module, which is part of the mm-hmm. same department, by the way. You'd think that obviously consistency, right? Gandhi, eh, they've got their own declaration. So I attach that thinking, no, yeah, fine. Like there's just a slight few words that are not the same. Same, same, but different, you know, type of thing. Yeah. I got zero. So now I query, I, I send a message to the <laughs> lecturer. So now it's a back and forth between myself and the lecturer saying, yeah, but you said in the feedback in the assignment that it's UNISA policy, but I'd like to see that policy because I can't see it anywhere in any of my tutorial yes, letters. What is yes. going on? And then she says to me, no, because I sent it to you on multiple platforms for clarity, this is the one that was acceptable. I'm like, oh my God. So I'm like, okay, oh, shop. Wow. I'm going to escalate this to the department chair. Okay, department chair mm-hmm. is on leave, but there's an acting department chair that's available. So I messaged that one. And then yeah. that one responds and says, well, sadly, that's it, because it's a legal document from the university, you, we're unable to assist you. You're supposed to attach the one that's in your tutorial letter. And she says to me, no, we note the inconsistency. So I'm like, you are telling me that you know the con- inconsistency, but you're not going to do anything about it? Exactly. That's weird. That is weird. At the end, she said, yeah, um, I'm sorry for this, but it means that you're going to have to work harder for your next assignment and your exam. 
Oh, wow. Friend. Like, Shame. imagine I stayed up all night to do that assignment. And can yeah. you imagine how much it takes out of you, especially if you've like, been at work the whole day and then you have to complete an assignment mm, and then you get exactly. zero for it? I'm not okay. Exactly. I'm not okay. <laughs> Shame. It reminds me so much of when I was in my final year in varsity. Maybe my story will make you feel a bit better. <laughs> Okay. So I was, we were writing exams. I think it was, yeah, the final year, but it was like June exams or something. Um, it was mid-year. So because I'm a procrastinator, like I've always, it's a very bad habit that I have or bad quality since like high school. So I normally would stay up the entire night, the night before an exam, um, trying to play catch up because for the rest of the two weeks, I kept thinking, oh, it's too far. I've got time. I'll do it. So the night before the exam, I stayed up literally the entire night studying and studying and studying. And then I slept, I think, at around six in the morning. Um, That's yeah. when I slept. And the exam was in my mind, or I thought the exam was supposed to be at 12 in the afternoon because we had two sessions. Yeah. And normally for that module, we'd write it at like 12. So I slept, woke up at six and then, um, no, slept at six and then woke up at around like nine or eight or whatever. And then I got up, I'm like, okay, now I'm just going to revise one last time and go through everything again. Done. I think I finished at around 10 because now I'm like, yeah, okay, now it's time to shower. I'm ready. All the info was in my mind. Um, and I'm like, let me check the venue because I had the timetable on my emails. So I'm like, let me check the venue to see where we're writing. So I see the venue, but now the gag is the exam was at 8 a.m. Oh. <laughs> and this is me checking the times and about to no shower way. for an exam that happened two hours ago. I was so stressed. I was like, I mean, what the hell? Yeah, that's what happened. But luckily, though, um, I think God was in my favor on that day. <laughs> so there, there was like a taxi strike happening that same, oh. like in Joburg on that day. So I was able to use that as an excuse. So I emailed my lecturer immediately. I was like, I'm so sorry. I couldn't make it to the exam. There's a taxi strike that time. I live on campus. <laughs> exactly. I was about to say, did you stay at rest? But I was like, I couldn't make it to campus because, um, I mean, she doesn't know. She's just um, the lecturer. So I told her I couldn't make it, taxi strike, blah, blah. And she was like, no, it's okay. You're not the only student that's affected. Um, a lot of students are affected. So we're going to schedule you guys to write the next exam. Um, same exam, but like a different paper. I think it was like two or three weeks later. And I was like, yo, thank goodness. Oh, wow. So I only wrote it the second time so that's when I wrote it but I actually passed and I did well because now I had even more time to study yeah, yeah. and I made sure that I check the exam venue and I know exactly we were writing so yeah it was it was crazy I was like I'm never procrastinating again this time I'm going to study beforehand and make sure I check my venues so these things sure. happen man I guess yeah, but at least your story has a happy ending, you know. Yes. I can't, I can't <laughs> duck the zero percent that I already have in my record. No, Gosh. but if you think about it, your happy ending will be when you graduate and when you pass the module at the end of the year, regardless okay. of the zero. So right. let's look on the bright side. But also, passing is very tentative right now because it will depend how I do my second assignment <laughs> and my exam. So. <laughs> yeah, I think you just need to work like 
extra harder in the next assignment and the next exam, and then you should be I fine. Mean, the next assignment is really handed in, friend. Thank goodness it's a multiple choice question. So did you fill out the correct declaration there? There's no declaration. You you might get another zero. (laughs) There's no declaration MCQs. Thank goodness. And no declaration needed in examinations as well. Because I think that you sign, they give you one. So there's no need for you to source it elsewhere. Life is never that easy. Your actions will leave you no choice but to get your hands dirty all over again. I need someone who will go undercover for me. Because there's always a mess to clean up. Behind these walls, there are walls the world will never know of. I hate you, Uncle Juan. I hate you, Uncle Juan. Uncle Juan, how can I help you? Housekeepers season two. This week we are checking out Housekeepers starring Tando Tabete. Tando Tabuti. Sometime no, no, she acted <laughs> the hell out of that role, hey? She did. Like I was in awe the entire season. Like, thing is, I watched season one and she was good there. But in season two, I was like, whoa, okay. You are the girl you think you are, because you are doing amazing. All the scenes, I feel like I believed her, even though I know, like, it's so strange how actors do that. Like, you know, it's not real. Like, you know, that's Tando Tabete. But as soon as you get into the story and because they're so good, you believe it. But let me tell you, I feel like the whole cast, not just Tando, the whole cast really brought their A-game to season two of Housekeepers. Um, Obviously, season one, they left us on a huge cliffhanger. And now she's working for the Ngobanes. The Ngobanes, we, we, we got introduced to new characters in season two. Uh, our friend, I messaged you and I said, don't you just absolutely love her role on Housekeepers? I love her. Uh, I used to love her on Generations. I still love her now. I don't, well, I don't love her role because her role is just, she's evil, but I do love her as an actress, if that makes yeah. sense. No, she's really good. So she's the she's the family matriarch. She's the mother of the family. And then there's Lorcia Kumalo, former Cooper. She plays Mkondo. It took me a while to get used to her being called Mkondo because I was like, first yeah. of all, why? Her real name is Ashley or something. Yes. Um, so Mkondo is like just a nickname. But it took me a while to register because Mkondo, I think a guy, probably a Zulu guy oh, or something. Oh, yes. Now. It was Lucia Cooper. So SK Koza plays Sydney, the brother, son in the family. Kwezin Jovu, Tuli Gubane, who's a sister in the family. And then Lindani Ngosi, also a new character in season two, is a patriarch, the father, Clive Ngubane, in uh, Housekeepers. I thought this uh, mix of actors for me was really was really good. Um, I mean, you get Lucia Kumalo, who is very feminine, right? But yet also very masculine plays a very masculine role kills Mm. well not really kills people but very like goes to the scenes and cleans up and does all of these dirty work for the ngobanes you know she's like yeah i thought that was actually quite an interesting uh cast for her true that for me was actually she was one of my favorite characters because when i started seeing her i was like "Hmm, okay is she playing the same role she plays on lockdown what's happening here 
Um, but you no, know, this role is more. Yes, there is a masculine side to her, but she's also, you know, a very she's she's like a gentle giant. <laughs> so she's yes. in love with somebody, and she's a girly girl, but she's also yes. got this side of her that she, you know, wants to portray to everyone, and she wants to put across so that people actually respect her, especially in her line of work. You do not let Conway in this house. Do you understand me? Um, yeah. I think apart from her, though, one of my other favorite characters is. Linda's little brother. Ah, uh, he is Beautiful. the cutest, and he, he is such a great actor. I think the first time I saw him was on The Queen. So when I saw him now, I was like, oh wow, he's actually really grown as an actor. He's actually grown taller as well. Like he's taller than Tando. Yes. yes. <laughs> In fact, I was comparing him to when I first saw him on season one, and then now yes. I was like, sure, big leaps, yes, big grown. leaps. Yeah, but he's really, really a good actor. He like he does justice to that role. I think everyone, I think although like it's familiar faces and it's people that we know, all of them, literally the entire mm-hmm. cast, I think I haven't seen a new face, but it's fresh because it's people that you don't see all the time on TV. So it's people that you know, like Olile, for example, yes. we have forgotten about her and we know that she's a great actress, but they put her on, gave her a big role and she did amazingly. So I was I was really happy with everything. I think in terms of the cast, um, mm. those were my two favorites. Obviously, Tando was the number one because she she <laughs> she was of the lead. Course. I suddenly had this fear that things were about to go sideways. Was Conway prepared for what awaited him inside that house? Was I? Um, but it was great. So what do you think of the storyline? We must try and not give away too much because I know yes. a lot of people haven't watched it yet. Um, the storyline is incredible. You know, for me, mm. is it's the cliffhangers on each episode that uh, that Porsche Kumeda gave us. Do you know what I mean? It's like very, like you look forward to seeing the next episode because the the previous episode ended on such a high. You know, when Monday comes, I used to like literally buzz and shake and be like, oh my goodness, what am I going to see on Housekeepers? And I binge watched um, all the 13 episodes in literally two days because it was like, I couldn't stop. I think last night I slept at like 2 a.m. because I wanted to finish it. I was like, okay, no, this is episode 11, but I just have two more and I really want (laughs) to see what happens. So I ended up sleeping, I think at half past two in the morning, but I didn't regret it at all. Like it was a really, really great series. Every time one ends, I'm like, okay, now I can't wait to see what's going to happen next um so in terms of that there was a lot of cliffhangers and it felt as though like it's a very it's action um Mm -hmm. but it's also got like a very touching storyline the fact that she's trying to get back at people who have killed her mother um, she's trying to get revenge for her mother and she's also trying to look out for her little brother as well and making sure that he studies his medicine Mm -hmm. and he finishes like she's just in pursuit of a better life for both her and her little brother and obviously for revenge for the mother so Mm -hmm. I think in terms of that it's very touching and that's why it was very easy for us to relate to the character and Mm -hmm. to like her I mean, although she's killing people, um, 
we we and it's almost like you know it's so good that you don't care that she's killing people you actually <laughs> want her to kill them you're yeah. like she has she has to kill them gubanis she has to do this um and she has to get away with it because we want to see a happy ending so i think yes. they did a very good job in terms of that um to make us just fall in love with the character and be in support of ulinda and another thing for me that struck me when it comes to housekeepers is the great use of music to set the tone. Yeah. Like they've got so dramatic. Like when dramatic scenes happen and the narration of Tando as well in between scenes. Yes. Oh my incredible. Word. I've never seen that being done on local TV, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's so good. And I was going to say as well, that's also one of the other things that kept us intrigued because yes, you see her doing all these things, but she's also, you know, speaking, there's voiceovers of her thoughts and what she's thinking, like she's narrating the entire story. So that's mm. also something that really intrigued me also because she's got a beautiful voice and she's playing like such a great character. Um, I was really hoping though that she finds love in season two uh, again. <laughs> yes, because in season one, her boyfriend dies, right? Yeah. Um, but in season two, she's like all alone. Hmm, I think the only love scene we saw was um Um Kondo and her policeman boyfriend. <laughs> but also, didn't Linda and Sydney also have a thing? Because that's where did. the they did, but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't yeah, highlighted think, a lot. Yeah, Sydney had a thing for Linda, but Linda was just like she it wasn't is. she wasn't even attracted to him. She was just trying to get what she's there for, and that was it. She had a soft spot for him. But that's yeah. basically it. She wasn't trying to get involved. She wasn't trying to sleep with him. Like, she had no sex life in season two, which was kind yeah. of disappointing. <laughs> but it's also interesting that you mentioned the fact that, you know, Linda had a soft spot for Sydney because I think the differentiation between Sydney and the rest of his family members is that he doesn't want to be involved in the family business. Yes. You know, it's... He just doesn't, he wants to do his own thing. He wants to do law. He doesn't care about what the Ngubades do. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. And I think that's why Linda actually gravitated towards Sydney a lot more than the rest of yes. the Ngubanes. Also, another thing that I feel that housekeepers teaches us is the fact that housekeepers know everything. They know literally everything that happens. And I think that's what I also picked up while um, Linda was narrating. The fact that she's like behind these four walls. Um, nobody knows what's happening, but the housekeepers literally know everything. So I think I never thought of them that way because I always thought, oh, okay, a helper, they're there just to help and blah, blah, and that's it. But it just shows us a different light of them and the fact that, yes, they're there and they might not be, you know, as loud or as visible, but they literally are the one person or the one other person outside of your family that's literally there every day and knows what's going on all the time so that for me was quite interesting um but what would you say was your favorite scene in season two? Oh my goodness yeah like can't i say the whole season no. <laughs> <laughs> you need one specific scene that really touched you i think it was when tor found the murder weapon that was used by linda to kill the zudes yeah. Yes. I think for me that was that was such a touching scene because he didn't want to tell Linda that you know I found a knife on mother on my on mother's grave, mm. um, but he you could see that he was hurt and he kind of suspected yeah. that you know Linda could have done it, 
But how do you address that with your sister who you know has your best interest at heart and yours so my favorite scene sure i think it's going to be so difficult to say it without like giving away what happens <laughs> but it's the day when utuli um passes away i'm not going to say how uh, she passes away yes um but that for me was very touching the fact that the family is not trying to you know, have a respectful send-off for her or have oh. a funeral and whatnot. But they care mm. so much about the business and protecting their image in the community and outside and not being caught that they literally cremated their daughter in the mm. house and they watched her as she goes into that cremation. Dondone. I was like, wow, that for me was, it was so deep. I was like, you're really going to watch your daughter burned to ashes and you're not even going to speak about the about the um the fact that she's dead because i mean one of the people she works with kept saying oh i miss tuli where's tuli but everyone had excuses about where she is so people didn't really know that she died except people that were there including linda and abo conway so for me that was like not exactly touching but i just thought i mean it doesn't matter mm. how how hard you want to protect your business or how much you don't want people to see a certain image of you but if your daughter is dead the least you could do is you know have a proper mm. send-off and there was no grieving whatsoever they just well, like, at all went on with Literally, life the next day they were cremating her and it was done Pelly listen. <laughs> shame but let me tell you what an incredible incredible series absolutely loved it oh man um i think i learned quite a lot as well i think in terms of like we said earlier the fact that um housekeepers always know what's going on in the families but also just yes. in terms of family rivalry and the fact that ulinda is you know trying to look out for everyone or for herself and her little and her little brother that for me was one of the stuff that really stood out. And that's one thing that made me really fall in love with the character. And also her crying scenes were, I know a lot of people always like, oh, you guys judge the fact that somebody is good because they can cry in a movie, but she cried, okay? Like cried, cried. Yeah, <laughs> At some she... point I wanted to cry because I was like, whoa, this is so touching and I believe her. So I think the acting was brilliant. The characters were brilliant. Everything just... Um, came together so well. I don't think there's anything I would have wanted differently. Or oh, maybe the ending. I won't say what the ending is, but I was yeah. quite upset mm, about mm. the ending. I was like, Portia, really? You, the ending makes me think, what are we going to expect in season three? Yeah. Like, what's going to happen in season if three? If there's a know? season three. I'm sure Zanzi Magic is going to commission for the next year or so. so. Yeah. I you know, I wish one of these programs on Zanzi Magic could be replaced by Housekeeper easily so i think <laughs> my only problem with with like shows becoming a series like that is that now it becomes a bit the drag the storylines because the thing plays every day and now there's like so much for them to you know right i mean gomorrah would have been great as a 13 part series i think they must just be careful to not like do too many seasons that they lose the plot because lockdown was amazing the first two or three oh, seasons okay. and then as they kept coming back it felt like oh okay you should have ended it like you know you need to end something while people still love it and so that people have a good memory of it but i'm looking forward to seeing if uh, a third season of um housekeepers is going to come back because we absolutely enjoyed season one and season two what an incredible 
cast, incredible writing, incredible music, everything just came in perfectly. Well done to Porsche Kumete and the team. Yes, and if you're if you're a binge watcher like I am, because I was not <laughs> going to be able to wait another week to see another episode, so I waited for everything to finish and for the last episode to air so that I can binge watch all of it. You can find it on Showmax. It is Housekeepers Season 2. In fact, if you haven't watched Season 1, Season 1 is also still there, so mm. you can watch both Season 1 and Season 2. But they're not really, like, related related you don't need to have seen season one to know what's happening in season two i think but you're gonna love it yeah because i feel like they tell the story of what happened in season one so well anyways that is it for our tv buzz right now um it's time for us now to get into yet another awesome part of the show and that is of course our pop news news. (laughs) (laughs) almost forgot (laughs) pop news This is a public service announcement. Internet, listen up. Please don't call Dr. Phil Daddy. Dr. Phil McGraw asked his followers to stop referring to him by that name in a video posted to TikTok last Wednesday. This is what he had to say. You have to stop commenting Daddy on all of my posts. I ain't your daddy. I hate to break it to you, but I ain't your daddy. And your real daddy's probably getting his feelings hurt. I appreciate the support. A little weird, but I do appreciate the support. The celebrity is already a proud papa to two sons, Jay McGraw and Jordan McGraw. Dr. Phil and his wife, Robin McGraw, are also grandparents to Jay and Erica McGraw's kids, Avery and London McGraw. But he ain't your papa. Just stop it. Congratulations and celebrations are in order for the Jones family. Minnie Lamini Jones has announced that she and Quentin Jones are expecting their first child. She shared the news on Instagram with a picture of her cradling her baby bump. Of course, the stunning couple tied the knot in 2017 with their wedding viewed throughout the world in a three-part series, Becoming Mrs. Jones. We at Popping In would like to congratulate the happy couple. Halala. And in some more news of celebs doing amazing things this week, Casper Nyvest has been hard at work on his fifth studio album, which features some of music's greats both locally and even internationally. He dropped his highly anticipated album at midnight on September 11th and has received great reviews even minutes after it dropped. Before that, he held a virtual listening party at around 11am ahead of the release of the album where this young man, whose speech went viral after he spoke about making it through difficult circumstances he has faced with, Despite it not being a recent video, Casper Nyves took it upon himself to hunt for this young man and had him present at the listening party and even featured him on his album and of course paid him for it. Love to see it. 
And finally, these are rather sad news for the world of pop culture. After 20 seasons, Keeping Up With The Kardashians will be coming to an end with the final season airing early in 2021. It is with heavy hearts that we say goodbye to Keeping Up With The Kardashians, the famous family said in a joint statement signed by Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Rob, Kendall, Kylie and of course Scott Disick. The family thanked the e-production team at Burnham Murray and Ryan Secrets, who has been an executive producer on the show since the beginning. Must say, I'm really, really sad that the show is coming to an end. But hey, maybe Madam and Mercy on Amzanti Magic can replace it. <laughs> and that's it for your pop news. Thank you for popping in with us on Wait For It. Popping in. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on the social media streets as well on Instagram and Twitter. It's at popping in underscore podcast. Remember to catch our next episode next week, Wednesday, on Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, say bye, Sean. Bye, Sean. <laughs> <laughs>